0: Log Talk Radio. <laughs>
1: The Madden Voice, 3, 2,
2: 1, now.
1: And it is me, Commissioner T, live,
2: live, the Madden Voice, the Madden Voice. And here we are, roughly, what are we, 10 weeks, 10 out of 17 now? Is it 10? Yeah. I think it's 10. 10 weeks out of 17. Last week, yeah, last week was nine. We were just past halfway. We're right at halfway because you yeah, have teams that are still playing their bye week. So we're at 10 weeks into the season. And how quickly things can change from one week to the next. How quickly things can change. You know, it's it, it, you know, I, I don't know who it was. I um, can't remember who said this, but it is probably the best advice to give any – Man, never mind athlete, but don't get too high after the victory, and don't fall too low after the defeat, you know, because it's a long season. Long being figurative, because we always talk about how fast the season goes by, but there's still a lot of games left. There's still a lot to be decided. You can't fall too flat when you have a bad week, and don't get too high when you have a great week, or you put together a couple of wins, because just like that, you know, just like that it could be it could be over. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's over, but you know not a good week for my Dallas Cowboys. Not a good week at all. That's just putting it mildly. But let's bring on someone else who may have a different take on it. Maybe he can maybe he could give me some optimism. You know what I mean? Maybe 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 JB, the voice of reason, this week can be the voice of optimism. 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 I
3: don't have any. Man, I have
2: nothing. You know what? Hold on. Before I bring them on, let me, let me, let me, let me hear something here. Let me hear something that makes me happy. I got to find it. Okay, this little 38 second clip makes me happy. It, it really does. So let me let me, let me, me hear this and so then I'll bring on JB. Hold on. Hold on. I get
1: some uh, and some trolls. Reason my ha, ha ha ha. Every day, as long as I'm away. I'm <laughs> all No, I didn't.
2: All right, J.B., my brother, bring me some optimism. Welcome to the Madden Voice.
0: Ice cold, bud, right here?
2: That's <laughs> all I got. Good night. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know if I like that one or uh, Dilly Dilly. I like that one pretty. Yeah, they,
0: they both up there. I think they, they neck and they neck depending upon how you're feeling.
2: Yeah, I like them both. I like I like I like 'em both. And uh least I do have a Bud Light. Maybe I should maybe I should go have a Bud Light. I actually did have true, a Bud yeah. Light here. Uh, yeah. Three or it's four maybe, maybe, or seven or twelve. Yeah, maybe I maybe uh, I don't know. It's, it's 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 Tuesday. I don't know how many I want. I, you know, actually never stopped me before of Oh, am I kidding myself. Um well listen, before we get into before we get into football and, and everything football-related, um, two things. One, I just, you know, we're uh, uh, just coming off of a Veterans Day weekend and um, want to wish um, all, of, all of our military, um, even if you're not a veteran and you're still serving, um, hey, you know, you keep our country free and um, you, you allow me the ability to sit here on a Tuesday night and um, make the decision that I want to host a radio show, <laughs> you know, you you give you give me that right, and uh, it's something that I generally play. So two of our hosts seem to be running late. Um, I'll start off the show playing this, and then Jay and I will uh, pick it up on the other side. But uh, for all the veterans out here, here's some here's something for you.
4: There we go. Sorry about like that. A hero, both on the football field and the battlefield. Many people knew Pat Tillman as the undersized player with an oversized heart.
2: Pat Tillman knocked a helmet off of Isaac Burns.
4: Pat Tillman died April 22, 2004, on the Afghan Pakistan border, ambushed fighting Taliban and Afghan forces. Hundreds of soldiers have been killed in battle. Why does Tillman stand out? Because his story is very special. Pat Tillman on the play. Tillman began his football career at Arizona State University. He was the littlest big guy on the field, standing 5 feet 11 inches tall. Doug Tamaro, friend of Tillman and media coordinator at ASU, had a chance two months and, yeah, ago to have dinner with it Tillman. Was just, it was just fun to be around. And, and that night, you know, I never get dessert. I got dessert. Never drink coffee after a meal, I got coffee, because I did not want the night to end. I kind of wanted it to be like, like Groundhog Day. You know, I just want the day to come back and come back and come back. While at ASU, Tillman was crowned Pac-10 Player of the Year. He was also a star in the classroom as well. I mean, he was a 3.8 student. It's amazing that he wasn't a 4.0. I I'd never want to see the classes that he didn't get an A in. After completing his college career, Tillman moved on to the NFL with the Arizona Cardinals for four years. The terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001, changed everything for Tillman.
5: My great-grandfather was at Pearl Harbor, and a lot of my family has given up, you know, has gone and fought in wars. And I really haven't done a damn thing um, as far as laying myself on the line like that. And so I have a great deal of respect for those that have and what the flag stands for.
4: Following this interview, Tillman made the decision to walk away from a $3.6 million contract with the Cardinals and join the elite Army Rangers with his brother Kevin. Pat's family and friends received news of his death on a Thursday and knew that he was not coming home.
1: I think that Pat Tillman was probably the, the gentlest, carrying
4: guy around that my brother and I knew, my family knew. Hundreds, if not thousands of people have made their way out to Sun Devil Stadium to pay their respects to Pat Tillman. Some soldiers have even stopped by to drop off medals. They have won in the battlefield. In fact, one soldier dropped off the Purple Heart. Pat Tillman
0: is a true example of a human being. He's special. And ASU should be proud they had
1: him. He gave his life for our country to fight for us.
0: He may have gone before us, but you know
4: what? We're all going to catch up with him in a place that's better. You know, he'll be my hero. He'll be my daughter's hero. He's my wife's hero. Pat Tillman never stopped looking for new challenges on the field and in life. When he found them, he met them head on. He made the ultimate sacrifice when he chose patriotism over a paycheck. A hero that will never be forgotten. A statement that will live on with the spirit of Pat Tillman.
2: Veterans Day which um, was this past Saturday if you get a chance to watch the um, NFL network um, a player's life Pat Tillman check it out it's absolutely extraordinary and I think all of the ones they do are pretty good Um, the arms I think they do a good job um, but the Pat Tillman one is the I never get tired of watching and every year around this time they they bring it back and show it and, and you know, to think that a guy, you know, gave up millions and millions of dollars um, to go, you know, defend our country, he felt like he hadn't really done anything in his life, um, and then he gets killed, unfortunately, by a friendly fire. So, unfortunately, you're killed no matter what. But you know, to have it be friendly fire, um,
0: you know, it's, it's
2: it's it's a sad story, but it's also an inspiring story. So, um, happy Veterans Day. Happy uh, birthday to all the Marines out there. That was uh, Friday, November tenth, and I uh, just give an honor to all the veterans out there. And of course, you know,
1: I would be remiss
2: if I didn't mention uh, me and JB's father up in heaven who was an Army uh, Vietnam veteran. So um, here's to here's to all of you. Uh I should have, should have a I should have a drinky drink in my hand right now. That's what I that's what I should have. But um, anywho, JB, you are with us? Welcome to the Madden Voice.
0: Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Um very good tribute, uh timely, and um couldn't agree more with uh, a bad weekend, but um like they say the, the show must go on, so and this is the show, so we must go on as well. There we go. And we have
2: Dr. Train is with us. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. What's
6: going on, fellas? An Choo and our veteran.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And last, and definitely least, K Star. Welcome to the night, boys <laughs>
5: Hey, I might be in and out a little bit, fellas, but definitely not least. Um, I'll tell you one thing. You know, the Cowboys uh, <sighs> definitely feeling the least of the oh. NFC East right now at this point.
2: Oh, hold on. Let me, let me just let me just. Before you're in and out and all that, I have a bone to pick with you. So we're going to jump right into this bone to pick with you. Now, there's a little something called football etiquette, okay? There's something called football etiquette. And, you know, your team has had its ups and downs. Ben has had his days. Your team has had days. And you vanish sometimes
3: after your assume is annihilated. Can't find you on Facebook. You're serious. You seriously can't make the show. And nobody gives you a hard time. Now, why on – let me break it down to you. If, if you have a friend and that team is, is uh, a friend, you don't, you don't bother them
2: during the game. You leave them alone. That's not good football etiquette. Why would you text, oh, who could have predicted Sean Lee would be hurt during the game? You know he's going to be on the show. Say whatever you want. No, you got to take during the game. Have I ever done that to you? Don't answer that. That's rhetorical. No, I've never done that to you.
3: Ever. I don't bother you. Bears beat you this did, I, did you hear from me when Bears beat you?
2: The hatless Bears at that time beat you? Sorry, train but it's the truth. Nope. Didn't say a word. Call football etiquette. Nope, pile on.
1: Then you go to my Facebook post that I was watching the game, you put, ouch!
3: There you go. <laughs> and then and then you don't stop there. Then you tag me on market cards. But I give a fine who about Mark what Mark Picard thinks after watching that. I don't care what anybody thinks. And you and that's what I don't understand, Kart. you've been there. Your team has had bad games where you look like crap and you don't want to know nothing from anybody. So why would you then bother me during and right after that game, knowing how angry
2: any Cowboys
5: fan would be after that game. Why would you do that? <laughs> um, well, the the Sean Lee thing just kind of happened, and the you know the other two things the other, the other two things that happened were after. Game, <laughs> so, to be fair, Marcus, Mark, yeah, yeah, I'm an asshole. That that's a good summary. But Marcus is actually a Cowboys fan, so that's why I tagged you in that. And the second hey, I one, understand. I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you saw the picture. I'm sure it didn't look like that during the game, but like that Facebook post that you had. Like it was like an image of like a cowboy being like destroyed for some reason, and that's why I said ouch because the image was just ridiculous. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you caught the three image, three but I guess it changed or something. Three,
2: three, it, but three instances. You know, one I could I could I could say yeah he just you know a little misguided, but the three and yes the Sean Lee thing really really yeah during the game
1: during the game.
5: I mean, yeah, that's yeah, the Sean, thing, the, Sean so that's the Sean Lee thing, Lee thing, I promise you, the other two styles I'll just have. I
2: promise you, there, there won't be a time. I just all you know, I got to do is wait. They don't have a four interception game. Le'Veon Bell will do something happened. Martin, Martin, Martin There will be a game that y'all said. What? Not that y'all played all that well this game. Not that y'all, you know, you know, you know, you got you got wins. Thank God you got a little late interception. Y'all got that nine touchdown, but not that y'all actually, you know. Played
3: that well this game against the three and six Indianapolis team, but but that's beside the point. But I, mean, I don't, I wouldn't, I didn't do that. They don't do that. I'm a train. Did you Did you block this phone when the Bears beat the Steelers? Were you texting
6: them? Did you block the phone? Sound like I should have, but you know, I, I was being respectful because I know how I feel. You know what I'm saying? I was just uh, basking uh, in the Bears' <laughs> greatness. You know? Right, right. Fancy
2: so, where our brothers brothers on the show.
3: We all boys, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, we take jabs at each other. For day. We don't do that during the game. We don't. We give each other a little space. We know you know what? It's funny because
2: I was thinking earlier that same day before, before that text. so I was thinking how we, 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 talk, we, don't, we don't even say anything to each other the day of the game. I didn't talk to my brother the day of the game. I didn't talk to JB. I was thinking about that before the texting so I just thinking.
5: You know, honestly, the here's the deal. Uh, I did it for the TMV fans. I wanted to get you all riled up, ready for this show, on your best game. And I knew that, you know, trolling you a little bit will get you ready. It will get you there. So TMV fans, listen, you're welcome. I did this all for you. I did this all for you, and I love you all.
2: You're welcome. But what what trolling me will do next time? Will will get me on an airplane out to <laughs> I will, and I, was, will, I, will, I will ask everybody. I'm looking for Patrick Henson
3: Shaw. <laughs> mean,
1: like
3: I am looking for him. He goes by the name of the case, so he's on Mad Nation. And because everybody's on Mad Nation. You
1: know, but, man.
3: But, yeah. I, I, will, I, will, I will blast the government name. I will find you. Hey, hey J.B., you got to tell them We got people at the Department of Justice. I will find
2: you, and I will hurt you. And then I will create a one. No, see what happens.
5: you, as soon as I see you, as soon as you come up, I'll do a live Facebook a Facebook live stream for TMB Special. What we call TMV Special.
1: Yeah, and, hey, well, uh, you know? Keep going,
3: please. Keep going, please. See. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. You're going to stream your own ass with
0: me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I man. Hey, it seems like me and this Special. You and your daughter hey, getting dude, fucked in for early
2: night
1: night. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that would be on that world hip-hop all-star show on Fights. That's That's the only two podcasts that'll be on. Well, I mean, I mean, you've been warned, but leave me alone. Have I mean, a good team beat? Don't be bothering me. Don't be today again. I can't speak to JPSK or train, but don't be bothering me today again.
1: I don't care. Yeah, I knew
5: you were pissed. I knew you were pissed when you said, leave me alone.
1: This man for the third time says, leave me alone.
2: I went and changed it. I edited it. I'll type fast. All right, man. All right, man. K-Star, man, don't. listen. We all passionate about teams. That's what I understand. You're as passionate about your field as anybody I know. And I know there have been times that your team was destroyed and you were getting blown up on Facebook and you were nowhere to be found. And people were, where's, oh, where are you at now? Where you at now? So I get it. When your team gets destroyed, it don't feel good. The last thing you want is anybody who's supposed to be your boy jabbing you. I don't want that. So, so consider this a friendly warning. i you. can get the same time, you know. I'll find you. I don't,
3: I, I, I don't know where you live, but I'll
2: find you. I swear to God. you. You'd be coming to work, so, you're coming you're to work Monday
3: morning and be like,
2: who is this black guy standing there in my doorway at work? <laughs> <You're talking laughs> like, this is a big black guy sitting at your desk said he want to talk to you, and I wasn't about to tell him no. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right,
2: moving along. All right, let's talk about this debacle. JB, I'm asking you, bro. I'm asking you to give me something good here. I'm not. I'm not. I, I didn't have a good weekend anyway. I didn't have a good weekend anyway. Okay, I, I did not. I did not have a good weekend. So just sit down. Let me let me I never did. No, what? Had some fun. Had some
3: fun. Anyway, I, I did not have a good. And so on top of not having a weekend, I had to, to sit and, and just and, and watch the thing and just watch it and watch it because I was watching it. J.B., give me, I, I, we already
2: know what happened. We're going to talk about it. But I need something positive, man. I need to, Wait a minute. You know what? J.B., when are you coming home, bro? I asked mom. She gave me, like, some story about, you know, your schedule, somebody's schedules. I don't I don't even know what she does. It's probably when be coming home. But I know when it's like yeah. When you coming home, man, That's all I know
0: i will be home before Thanksgiving. That's all I know right now.
2: All right, all right. I see that. damn it. I see it. I need something positive give me dude. but but listen. We know what happened. Everybody knows what happened. You didn't watch the game. It was all over. Um the guy, ninety nine, I don't even remember his name. I don't want really remember his name. I don't really care what his name was. Um, Adrian Barbo from Maud or some shit like that. I don't remember his name. Um it doesn't matter what his name was, he got he got sacks, and Sean Lee got hurt As case, star so I had to make sure I knew because he didn't think I was watching the game. And uh, Tyra Smith didn't play, and Zeke is out, and um, you know, it, it, you know, Dan Bailey's still out, and News just missed a field goal. And so, let me just let me just make sure everybody knows this. So, Atlanta wins 27-7, to uh, Dak was sacked eight times, which is. Up to this game, he had only been sacked a full of 10 the whole season in this one game, sacked eight times, okay? Just, just putting it out there. 27-7 Atlanta. Uh, Dan Bailey, pro bowler, out. Ezekiel Elliott, pro bowler, out. Tyron Smith, pro bowler, out. Sean Lee, pro bowler, out. Halfway through the first quarter. Um, you, know, it, 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 you know, there's only so many. You're losing pro bowlers. What are you going to do? And the Cowboys had nothing. Nothing. Couldn't run the ball. You know, couldn't pass. You know, it just—it just it was just—it a mess. And and I still don't believe in Atlanta. I don't think to do good about Atlanta. You played a decimated Cowboys team. You got to win. You're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. You're not. Because even with the decimation, Cowboys are still in the game for about two and a half quarters. Okay, and then it's it fell apart. So it, whatever. You, 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 you're a joke. Um, we just sucked. We sucked bad. JB, anything good? Anything good? We've got the Eagles. The juggernaut, eight and one. Off oh, of so five week, coming to Dallas, Sunday night football. Is it going to be an embarrassment? Should I just, like, should I just, you know, wrestling's going to be on that night. Um, You know, the Shield is coming back. They're fighting. I love the Shield. They're coming back and fighting. So should I just blow off the Cowboy game and watch wrestling? Give me something, J.B. Uh, in,
0: in the words of one of these comedians that are on YouTube, man, hell nah. Yeah, you're going to watch the game because, like, like uh, Berman always says, this is why they play the games. You don't know what's going to happen next. You got the Eagles coming to town. They could be looking at the Cowboys limping and taking them for granted. And plus, like we've always discussed before, never sell divisional games short. You can throw the records out. You just never know what's going to happen. And the fact that the Cowboys were basically in the game for a good portion of three quarters, Playing not very well, with everyone hurt on the road, hostile environment. And hey, Falcons are what they are. They are the, the defending NFC champs. They're they're the representative of the Super Bowl for National Football Conference. Can't take that away from them. So when they play up to their game, they, they're as good as anybody. So taking all that into account, combined with the injuries, and, and granted they had the um Devontae Freeman out with a concussion. Uh, the the one thing I will say is when you go to Tevin, what, what's the name uh now I want to say Tevin Campbell, it's not Tevin Campbell. It's um Tevin Coleman. Coleman. When you go from yeah, when you go from Devontae Freeman to Tevin Coleman, that's not as huge a drop off as you would go from Zeke down to a Ross Smith or uh, Alfred Morris or Darren McFadden. So you don't have the huge drop off. So take all that into consideration, still almost had still was in the ballgame anyway, even if they didn't have the firepower to close the deal, they were still in it. So you want to talk about Silver lines and the Black Cloud, at least at least they were still in the game, even though it wasn't looking good. So that's that's my take from it. You never know what's going to happen this coming Sunday either. Like I said, throw the records out. Dak played his heart out. He played as well as he could possibly play, given the circumstances. Uh, to me, he's garnered even more respect than, than he had in the past, and he already had my respect because he competed. He didn't fold. He He, he was the leader that we know him to be. And I expect him to continue that moving forward. So, never know. I'm I'm not giving up hope, and anything's possible.
2: All right. Well, Dr. Train, let's go to you next, and then we'll let K-Star come in with his last me. Dr. Train, you know you've had an up and down year. You've had a few bright spots with your Bears, but for the most part, hasn't been the kind of year that you wanted. So it certainly could have been worse. Um, so, so come to come to come to my come to my world for a minute here. Do
6: I have any optimism, or is it over? Um, I'm not going to say it's over. I'm just saying the outlook doesn't look good. Uh, I think it's significant that uh, Zeke is uh, definitely Zeke is out. Uh, even more significant that you're missing. I didn't know you guys were missing the offensive lineman. I saw the Shan Lee injury, and I'd wondered why. You know, there were so many sacks on Dak, and I was like, oh, wow, this offensive line normally doesn't perform like this. You know, like you said, two sacks and eight in one game. Um, but, yeah, to, if it's one thing to be missing a um, uh, uh, running back with that kind of caliber, but it's uh, it's just a whole other different level when you're talking about your missing offense. I know, and not to jump too far ahead on, on your agenda, but the whole whether the Dak was. Exposed or not, it just reminds me of the same kind of games that Romo had to struggle in when he didn't have when he didn't have all his pieces. I mean, that's for any quarterback in the league. You're gonna struggle when you don't have uh, everything that makes uh, the team, the system works like it should. Uh, backups are backups for a reason. The next man up, shit gets old after so long. You know what I'm saying when you're missing certain people you can't you can't function, but they give it up to Atlanta for taking advantage of it
1: <laughs>
6: they they did what they were supposed to do, but you know looking at some of the losses some of the losses that you guys have or some of the players that you guys have and looking at the upcoming this was weekend yet yeah, the future is not looking bright, but I want this over. all right
2: hey, and I will apologize if, if i'm if I'm sounding a little different, I'm on my for some reason, my Skype isn't working tonight, so I have to resort to the old school cell phone method. So um, I will do my best, but um, uh, Skype for some reason isn't working, which is what I normally use. Bear with me. Um Star, you're the one who said with back exposed. You're yeah, they they don't uh, don't, don't worry
5: they, they they want to hear me anyway. All right, so it's okay. Um, not really. So here's the deal. Uh, do I think Dak is exposed? No. Do I think that he absolutely needs his parts to to be um, the explosive Dak that we do, you know, that we know him to date? Absolutely. I mean, you know, the past couple of years when we've seen Dak, he's had a clean pocket because off of the line of the Cowboys has been the best line in football. But, you know, Tyron Smith, I mean, it's one thing to be losing Zeke, as Train said, but when you lose Tyron Smith, um, that is that – is, we're talking about a premier player in the league at the most – one of the top two or three positions, most important positions in the league. Um, and a stat just to quantify how significant it is. The Cowboys' yards per play with without Tyron Smith on the field this year, okay? With Tyron Smith, 7.31 yards per play. Without Tyron Smith, 4.50. That's about a three-yard difference. That is absolutely insane. Um, now, I'm actually going to toss it back to you, T, and, and, and Jason How long is Tyron Smith supposed to be out for? He might be
0: back this coming week it, It's it's up in the air right now I just saw a report come through from Jerry Jones Stating the obvious, he's got a better chance of coming back uh, this week than Sean Lee I mean, that's, that's basically um, a no-brainer but uh, they're still not certain. We'll, we'll find out more as obviously the week progresses. But it looks like there's a there's now, Sean a, Lee,
2: a Sean chance. Lee, Sean, uh, Sean Lee is not clean. That's already described. right.
1: Right. That's what so. I'm
2: Sean playing. Lee is out. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's right. no chance of seeing Sean Lee. Tyron Smith is definitely. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. So you know he, 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 here, first of all, I think it's ridiculous to say. I, I think any insinuation that Dak was exposed is ridiculous. Um, you know, you, if you get pressure on Tom Brady, he is not Tom Brady. We've seen it. You get pressure on almost any quarterback. The only, the only one you might be able to say, figure something out, is Aaron Rodgers, and he's, and he's sitting home um, not playing, not practicing with a broken collarbone because he was fat. So then I guess that, that nullifies that because he was fat. Because he was scrambling out of the pocket and he got caught and sacked and broke a collarball. So, even the great Aaron Rodgers, it happens. So, I, I, you know, pressure counters just about anything, it just does. And when you have that kind of pressure that he was facing, and, you know, he, you know, and, uh, and let, me just, let, me, let me just digress real quick one thing I want to say. And the one thing I noticed that I have to, I have to say is this guy's name is Chad Green. And I don't know if anybody noticed that after – and I'm hoping everybody can hear me because I'm speaking louder to, you know, help, help with the, you know, connection. I don't know if, everybody could, if anybody noticed that after the game, he stood in front of his locker and or third reporter. I don't think he's been interviewed ever in the NFL, ever after a game and there were 30 reporters around his locker, obviously, for the wrong reason. And he stood there and took it, and, and took it on his shoulder, and took the plane, and, it, you know, the, the game was on me, and my technique, and it was on me, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like a professional
3: athlete. This guy isn't a captain. He's not a leader of the team. He is he is a backup player, and he stood there and he took it. I don't ever want anyone to say anything about that I'm Cam Newton, and yes, he's playing well now. But wait, just hang
2: in there. Just wait, because as soon as there's a bad game or something doesn't go wrong, he's going to plow it again like a little bitch. I I, I don't want to hear it. When I see
3: this guy who's not – I don't even think he's making a million dollars a year. He gets up there and he takes it on his shoulders where he could have just
2: did it Cam Newton. Or not
3: he know that he don't have
2: to interview. He's not a captain. He's not a superstar. But he did it because he's a man. He took it on his shoulders. As many players in the NFL do. But most of them are team leaders. This guy is farthest from a leader on this team. So I, I missed the players yeah, I, I, you were I, I, talking about, Pete. Chaz Green, the left tackle that allowed that allowed four uh, oh, okay. That guy six sacks. Yeah. The guy that, that that was at fault. That
1: kept getting Play blown ball. up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, ball yeah. Ball. yeah. I, I've been That's seeing that name in article.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And my point is, he stood there and and interviewed like a man, and that Cam Newton just you know even as recently as this year, we see him doing the same thing, and it drives me hate because you are a leader, you are a captain, you are a face of your franchise. You just stand there and take the heat. Dak Prescott. Second year stood there, took the heat, didn't didn't throw anybody under the bus. I mean, hey, I'm not saying the Cowboys are the only team that are doing it. There are other teams that get up there and do it. But I'm saying that I see it. Why can't Cam do it? Anyways, I digress. Um, quit deflecting. I didn't deflect. I make
5: it a point.
2: Take it like a, I, 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 man,
4: Take Lord, like
2: a man. I man. Take it
4: like a man. Don't bring up <laughs> <him. laughs>
3: I can put out, whatever I see. Spoken Well,
0: it's a good working.
3: He tried to do it on purpose. See? Like I said, I'm coming to Indianapolis. I'm to find him. I'm find him. And when y'all wonder, hey, I, I can't start coming on the show in a while. And, and, you know, we know it's on Facebook. They're like, hey, where's K-Saw? I'm not, not going to say that. I'm going to sit back,
2: drink my beer, and say, I, oh, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. But, damn, this is a nice this is a nice, uh, Lady on Bell jersey I got here. But, anyway, um, the point <laughs> that I'm trying to make is, is very simply this. Um, it's hard to adjust when you lose that number of significant players. I get the whole next man up theory. I get it. We've got questions up here. Who was more Valuable Tyron Smith Sean Lee You know what Screw all those questions I'm going to tell you I'm not even going to ask y'all I'm going to tell you I'm going to ask all those questions Right now There's one person We talk about value There's only one There's one His name is Jason Garrett He's the one He's the man. It is on his shoulders. He knew Tyron Smith wasn't playing. He knew Ezekiel Elliott wasn't playing.
3: He knew that Sean Lee already missed two games and couldn't miss a game at any point in time because you coached the guy his own career. He knew that Dan Bailey is out with a groin injury. So you are the head coach. This is your
2: job to figure it out. I'm not blaming Zeke. I'm not blaming Tyron. I'm not even blaming Chaz Green. Because one, you could have gave him some help, or two, you could have got him out of there sooner. How many times does a guy got to get blown up before someone says, get him out of there, or give him some help, or do something about it? Sean Lee is out. You've got one-legged Jalen Smith playing Sean Lee's position. Love Jalen Smith. It's a great, warm-your-heart story. But he still ain't healthy. Watch. Watch him run. Watch the other linebackers run and watch him run. You'll see the difference. That leg has not regenerated just yet. We hope so. But it's not there. He's got to work three times as hard to get to make a tackle than everybody else. And God bless him.
3: But why is he the one
2: in that spot? Why is it Anthony Hitch is in that spot? Jason Garrett, this is on him 100%. J.B. asked if this is a parable offense. J.B., I'm going to ask you, and then I'll give my opinion. And then I'll see what the
1: uh what um Dr. Train and the other idiot has to say. So J.B., what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> uh, <not you. laughs>
0: oh, man. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Oh <laughs> man. Uh you know what? Um uh, you know, I can't even can't even get this out. it is a 5 offense? fence, it's pretty damn close. I tell you that, and and I'll say no, but I was disappointed at the fact that after the first sack, okay, that's fine. But after the second sack, you gotta you gotta chip them, or at least get a tight end over there. I'll figure out which one of the two uh, reserve tight ends that you have is a better blocker. Is it Swain or is it um what's the other guy that I can't remember his name is Oh, Hannah. Uh, which one of those two is a better blocker? Get him over there because you don't want to have the same guy beating you every single time. So make an adjustment. And instead they wait till the game is pretty much out of hand and then they make the change. So I, I find that ridiculous. So long-winded way to answer your question is, uh, it, no, it, it's not fireable, but it certainly makes my eyebrows go up.
3: Okay. Dr. Train, your fault.
6: Um I don't have a whole lot to add, man. I, I'm just gonna agree with you T that when you're the head coach you have to make adjustments and you make adjustments sooner than later. You can't you can't take a long time uh to to figure it out. I put it this way. Uh I, I do amateur bowling once a week. We have a we have a sweepers tournament in Vegas every April. And one of the old guys on my team, who's, uh, who's been helping me develop my game, he always tell me when I get up there in that first frame, he says you only got a couple balls before you uh, to make to make your adjustments. So don't take too long, else you end up with a bad game. So so different. Don't take too long. You know what I'm saying? At the very least, like JB just said, you 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 have a tight end chip block for you. Just just do that. Just buy buy your quarterback a little bit more time. He has mobility. Uh, he has he, he he has poise. He has vision. He can find open man. You had all the receiving core, so just buy him a little bit more time. All
2: right.
1: Stay I still hard.
6: don't you think, think it's a five five bad. Let, me just, okay. let me let me just add. I, I still don't think it's as bad as John Fox throwing a flag when he shouldn't threw a damn flag. But that's a whole new story. And I don't want to get on my soapbox. We probably got the dumbest head coach in the league. You know, as far as I'm concerned, Jason Garrett, smart as hell, Past that guy. But my bad. I know that's off topic, but I I just felt you should know.
2: <laughs> All right. Case um, uh, Bacar, is it a fireball offense in your, in your world, wherever that world might exist?
5: I mean, is it a fireable offense after one game? No, but if it's something that maintains itself, I mean, like, you're pretty much, detri- you're, you're preventing, you're impending, you're hurting your team's chances of winning games because that was zero coaching adjustments by Jason Garrett. The fact that they didn't help this tackle out was, and put him on island all game was just, frankly, it, it was awful. It was, it was kind of sad. I felt bad for the tackle. It's like, man, this head coach isn't even helping him out. He's acting like it's Tyron Smith. Um, So that was very bad. Very, very, very pathetic. Uh, You know, I don't think – I mean, you guys have a history of Jason Garrett. I don't think that he's the type of coach that allows these types of injustices on a consistent basis. I think that you have maybe, you know, one or two games where it happens, but it gets corrected from there on out. Um, So, I mean, what do you guys think? Is this something that's going to correct itself? Is Jason Garrett the type of coach to to, to fix his own mistakes here or what?
2: Uh, J.B.? What do you think?
0: Well, how long has he been the coach of the Cowboys? What, eight, nine years now? Really? Uh, check the track record. I mean, I don't know. Uh, has he ever been in this type of predicament before is probably a better question uh, to, to see what he would do moving forward. I certainly would hope that he would learn from his mistakes. I mean, this was huge. Uh, you, you're already down and you're getting killed on your blind side. You, Everybody and their grandmama knows, do something. And the the lack of urgency that that we saw on national TV is worrisome. So I don't know. Can't answer
2: that one. Uh, Yeah, I got no answer either because um, I I don't know. Uh, You know, I'd like to think – Jason Garrett has the ability, along with Linehan and uh, Marinelli, to come up with a game plan that allowed him to be competitive down the stretch, um, hoping uh, Tyron Smith is back on Sunday, um, hoping, yeah, you know, I don't even know what the status of Sean Lee is going to be. I'm here in three games. So that would um, – um, hold, 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 hold on. I think I got my Skype working, guys. Hold on one second. Bear with me. Bear with me. Can you guys hear me?
6: <laughs> yep, yeah, man. Loud and clear. a oh, huge difference. Oh,
2: all right. All right. Skype is working. I don't know what the hell happened before, but it's working now. All right, now I'm back. Yeah, this is bullshit going on up in <laughs> here. You so, welcome to the um, <laughs> I... I well, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And you know,
1: because <laughs> I because
2: I'm back, and because because I need something to make me feel good, um, you know. Ooh you
1: know. I'm gonna get some uh, ragged and some rolls and and Ha 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 ha! Every day.
2: That has nothing to do with nothing, it just makes me feel good And if y'all don't like it, I don't care So anyway, I don't know If Jason Garrett can do it Because um, I think he's a very smart Football coach Linehan is a very good offense coordinator Marinelli is a very good uh, defense coordinator um, I think he's got All the talent in the world and the coaching staff But it gets to the point where uh, You know We're about to play an 8-1 and one team um, Thankfully it's at home So that'll help as far as travel and you know that kind of stuff it always feels good to be home versus being on the road so that'll help but i mean especially if tyron smith doesn't play again you're talking smith lee zeke dan bailey all pro bowlers out so i i, I don't know how much can be done you still got Des, you still got Dak. you still got demarcus lawrence you know you still got some pieces to the puzzle um but I, I don't know. So I will say this to the question. Um, th- th- my answer is I don't know, but I will say this. Uh, I mean, it's time. It's time. Um, you know, it, it is – It is. this is what separates, you know, if you want to get to that next level, being able to now say, okay, we need to plan. I mean, all year you planned – you had a backup plan of what you were going to do as Zeke sat. I think the backup plan stumped, to be totally honest with you. I, I don't I, – I, I'm confused as to what it was. It seemed like they wanted to feature Rod Smith, but yet there, uh, um, uh, Alfred Morris was your feature back when, when he was the one coming in spelling Zeke more than anybody. But then you wanted to run um, Rod Smith more than Alfred Morris. And then you had Darren McFadden on the bench – and he's the one that's had the better season most recently, and then he comes in and gets one carry the whole game. Like I, I, I you know, as a, and again, I'm over here. I'm not down there, so I, you know, I guess we can assume they know more than us. But damn, I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it. You got a guy who's been out all year with fresh legs, who had a thousand yard season two years ago, and he gets one carry. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm curious to see what the Cowboys do Sunday night. I'm hoping Tyron Smith comes back, but it really boils down to knowing your personnel and coming up with a game plan. We do we still have Dak and Dak, I trust. I think he was a warrior. He played as good as he could under the circumstances. I think Dak's got to be a little more selfish, you know? Um, I mean, I will give Cam Newton a little bit of credit where he said he, you know, the whole, we need to preserve and protect. I think they just said, you know what? Ham's strength is the ability at any given time to take off and run that ball. And if we and if we bottle that up, like RG3, like Vic late in his career, like some of these mobile quarterbacks, you start getting worried about how many years they're going to have to play. So you start conserving. And, and what you're doing by changing their game is changing their game. And what you're doing is you're trying to preserve years uh, at the back end. And I don't know. Why? Because you're playing now. So, if that's your strength, then go to it. And Dak is pretty good at that read option, and uh, he's pretty good at that. And you can't overdo it, but, you know, he's got good legs. He's got some good wheels there. And he's 240 pounds. Cam Newton's 245, so he ain't that, you know, he's right up there. And he's hard to bring down. I think he's got to be a little more selfish. I think he's got to just be like, screw this, and 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 – You know, a couple times I saw some plays where I'm like, "Dude, run, run,
1: Forrest, run!"
2: You know, so um, we will see what happens. Um, I tell you, though, if the Cowboys don't play well on Sunday, um, it's over. I think it'll be over. I don't, I don't honestly, and I'm not one. You know, I I, I hate, I hate that. But I will, and let me tell you why. Did I stutter, mutter or utter? Um you need this Your game. Friend, we're gonna get to, dude. You you've given up you, what do I get to explain why I said that or not? Thank you. Sorry to say that. Um you go to five and five. Um you're not gonna win a division at that point. It's just it's you know, you you you're you're now um four games behind with six games to go. It ain't happening. So that's out. Um so sure. you're only chance is a wild card. And I don't know if you guys have looked at the standings, but at five and five, you're, you're very much on the outside looking in. And with Sean Lee out for looking like three games, don't know when Dan Bailey's coming back, the uncertainty of Tyron Smith, Zeke out for two to four more games after Sunday, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. These are – players are too damn important to think that you're just – going to you know, figure out a way to, to win games. Now, if you do, if you can go in and beat Philly, cool. Okay, because that, to me, means with this squad, you can beat anybody. And if you can put a game plan together, and I don't care if it's 21-20, I don't care if it's 2-1, to one, I don't to really care to score. If you can put a game plan together that can beat Philly with this squad, I'm there. But if we go in there and Philly comes to Dallas and the Molly Wops, Dallas, like this game we just saw, or like the Broncos game, it's over. I'm just gonna watch for the fun of it. I I I'll have nothing left, nothing. JB, am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. No, i not, not agree wrong.
0: With you, but tell me I'm wrong. Oh, no, not wrong. I mean, you look at the record: five and four, and two to four losses were less than uh less than a touchdown, a one possession game, so. Uh, those are the games last year that they were winning, and, and this year they're not. So um, it just goes to show you what a difference a year can make. So no, you're not wrong. I'd probably be right in the same boat with you.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. We may come back to this. We may not. I, I don't know. Um, hey, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna give Train a moment because Chain, Chain was spitting a little fire there, man. He was spitting a little fire, man. Um, Let's talk about what I, you know. Let's talk about, about the, the the John Fox uh, incident that you referred to, man. Go ahead, take the floor.
0: That's how my steam is gone, man. <laughs> it was better when I was
1: able
2: to make it. Uh, it'll come back, bro. Trust me.
1: It'll come back. <laughs>
2: Trust me. This is just, just give K Star a minute. Bro. He'll pull it out of you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Oh God, we literally have a coach who threw a flag very unnecessarily. I just, I, I don't under, I don't understand. And, and you know, now I'm, I'm not a head coach. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not a head coach in the football league. You know what I'm saying in the NFL. But as a fan, I really don't get it. You just had a great screen play, and you, and the guy ends up getting pushed out of bounds at the two yard line. And you want to challenge whether he died and got the touchdown. When you got this big Jordan Howard powerful back who can just punch it in, you literally have three shots. And if you don't get it, yep, you can get a chip field goal at the worst. And you really want to challenge that play as if that made a whole lot of sense in in that moment and we're going against Green Bay. Out of all losses to get, this one sucked. Because this is Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. I don't care
3: who we got on our team. If Aaron Rodgers is not playing for Green Bay, we should not be
6: losing. Period. And we lost due to not only uh, the, the error that John Fox made. There were several others. But that was by far the most egregious. Because now, hey,
1: train,
2: he was down
6: just... 10
2: yeah, Train. Can I, can I just ask a Train? Can I ask a just a point of clarification? I didn't watch the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I did catch some of the highlights, but I got I got to be totally honest. This was probably my worst week. Um, I was just so despondent after my because I really expected Dallas to win this game, and the way they yeah. started, I was excited. I'm like, "Yep, we're gonna go in here. We're gonna win this game." Um, so I I I didn't really plug into a lot of other games after the Cowboys lost. Uh-huh. This was the call. The guy dove for the. He dove yes. for the pylon, and Fox challenged yes. the call for a touchdown, and then they ended up – after he challenged it, back. they said that it was a fumble and that – right, it was yep. a touchback. So, mm-hmm. so it, the challenge was for the – so had he not challenged, you guys had like first and goal, but the challenge made y'all lose possession yep. altogether. Okay. That, I kind of yes. thought that's what I remember seeing somewhere, but I wasn't totally sure because I was probably on my third or fourth scotch at that time. I don't remember. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Okay. So my, so my deal is I understand that you want to score a touchdown. I don't blame you, Fox. You, the
6: team, and every fan watching needed Chicago to score right there and tie that thing 10-10. It would have been great.
3: Great morale, right before the half. We're good. But, bruh, I mean, for a team that's struggling to get yards, I mean, it to me, I didn't see a reason to throw a flag when you're on the 2 You're good. It's not like Green Bay is completely shutting you down, even They weren't. You could just give it a two hundred Howard and run it in. But you
6: want to outsmart the refs? Damn, sometimes when they get it wrong, let them be wrong. No, you want to. You want them to be right. And, no, let, and, me, let me. Let me, you, let me. Let me.
2: Let me. Let me. Let me ask you another, another question. Mm-hmm. So, when the challenge happened, did you say? why the hell are you challenging this? Or was it after he lost the yeah. challenge and then you said you should have left well enough alone?
3: No.
6: No, when he, when he threw the challenge flag, I was like, why are you challenging it?
2: No, I i, okay, I didn't okay.
3: was. Because
6: mind you, let me tell you, let me explain to you how I ended up watching the game. You know what I'm saying? Went to church that morning. So I had to have T T-board or DVR. I get back home, so I'm speeding through everything I don't need to see. So when that play comes up, I thought nothing of it. But I'm just like, why is he challenging that? He, he's he's going to be out of bounds at two, man. We just gonna, we, we just need to run it in.
3: I am actually fast-forwarding through the whole preview of the challenge. So I'm not hearing anything Dean Blantino is saying or nothing. I'm just fast-forwarding because I'm like, we're going to have this ball. Dude it was out of bounds. We're going to get this ball. We're going to plug this in. You know what I'm saying? I know it's not a touchdown. But then as I'm, as I'm fast-forwarding, it goes to commercial. I'm like, wait. If the play, if it's our ball, it shouldn't be going to commercial. I know how football commercials work. This is not a time for commercial. Sweet Chicago ball, what happened? And I go back, and I'm seeing the, the ref waving his hand up and down towards us back. I'm like, what the hell? So,
6: so you should have challenged it, and then mm. now they get the ball back. Yeah, that's a hard one to swallow, man. Cause it was a complete mm. momentum killer of the game. I mean. I mean, if that was if that was any turning point in the game, it was that. After that, I was like, "Oh my God, we're we're gonna we're gonna head downhill here from here." And 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 absolutely, we did. We did because we struggled to get rhythm hmm. because we kept getting penalties.
3: And that was one drive where we had a little rhythm, and I'm just like, "Oh, we about to score! They can't touch us on this drive." It's Green Bay, man. You,
1: know, you cannot lose against Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. You know, That's
2: isn't like it the funny how? Amendment. Isn't it funny how offenses run sixty seventy plays thereabouts thereabouts, and one play one could entirely change the outlook of a game. It, it's just amazing. In a sixty-minute game, with a hundred and twenty plays or so run by both teams, and one play could turn everything around. It, it, it's it's amazing how that can happen in football. Well, well, I told you you get fired up again. See, um, all right. Colin Kaepernick, GQ Citizen of the Year, one of the hottest topics on the internet. <laughs>
3: uh.
2: Uh, Let's let's bring K Star back on here. K Star, is that is is it uh, your thoughts? Deserved? Not deserved? What do you think?
5: Um, I mean, I would say no. (laughs) I mean, I would. I mean, even in the NFL, look to the player who raised like thirty-three million dollars for an entire region that was collapsing to a hurricane. Before I would look at Colin Kaepernick. Um. I agree with Colin Kaepernick's, you know, his his right to to demonstrate how he feels. I mean, I've always been with him there, but uh, I don't see how to make him citizen of the year. I mean, this is the same guy who doesn't even show up to the meetings that he's invited to from the NFL to actually make change anyway. So I just, I I mean, again, it's, I don't know if I would nominate, but if I'm just looking at the NFL to keep it within football, I mean, I would look at what J.J. Watt did as, incredible, Um, and just so massive, the impact that he actually put on people's lives in terms of that hurricane relief fund was absolutely incredible. $33 million, that's insane.
2: JB, does he deserve it?
0: No, actually, I agree with K-Star. I would have picked J.J. Watt myself for uh, that type of award for those same reasons that he just stated. So, um, No, I don't think so. Um, There's I agree with what he's doing. There's some questionable things that he's done along the way. I would give it to Watt instead.
2: Dr. Train, does he deserve it?
6: Hey, dude, this is a tough one to answer because I really don't carry the weight. Uh, because I really only understand the criteria for getting the award. Um, but with all the. With, he started a really. He started out strong. and He lost me at not voting. Uh, so it's, it's I, I would have find it myself, even though I don't understand the criteria to pick him over JJ Watt, considering some of the negative, uh, uh, word, uh, what's the word? I'm looking for? Some of the some connotations. Just some of the negative. Yeah, just some of the negative responses he's, he's received. And like I said, it's negative responses came. I don't I'm not even talking about the negative response just for uh, the, the whole disrespect of the of, 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 of the of veterans or military. I'm not even talking about those. I'm talking about the negative responses as what did you do next? Why did you not vote? It, it those those are responses, negative responses that bother me uh, more. But Either I I I I don't care either way, But I don't. I I would say I don't so, see anything wrong you know, with
2: him. Well, I disagree with JB and K Star and Train. You, you kind of came through at the last second and went, with you know <laughs> with, with a little bit of support. Um. I, I, yeah, I think what JJ Watt did was fantastic, but you know, let's be clear. JJ J. Watt opened a GoFundMe account, used his superstar status and raised 37 million dollars for a decimated area. Um that's marvelous. That's great. Um he ain't the, you know, Bill Gates just gave 50 million to you know, Alzheimer's research, gave out of his pocket and raised it. He said here, here's 50 million. Um so I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who do a lot of great things. So I don't think it has to be, well, JJ J. Watt deserves it more because of what he did. I I think um you're talking about a tragedy and and I think what JJ Watt did was fantastic. He used his celebrity status to get money in and that's fantastic. Um that 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 area will be will rebuild. Um you know, we've had tragedies in this country before. Katrina, uh, you know, I Florida has been wiped out with uh Hurricane Andrew and you know, we we've had tragedies before. Um the, the, the Watts riots, and the fires and People, you know, and they're sad, and we, people die, and properties are destroyed, and we rebuild. Eventually, we rebuild, um, and life goes on. What we have never had in this country is racial equality, though. We have not ever had it. And I, I as a black man, get sick and tired of people who live in their own little glass house not understanding that. Um, and they want to, they wanna, you, you know, and it was even mentioned on, on this show just now, you want to focus on he didn't vote. You want to focus on he wore, um, you know, the socks and the shirt and, and some of the negative things. And we're not even realizing that he brought something to the forefront better than any civil rights activist since maybe, I don't know what you want to go. I don't know how far back you want to go, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks. Um, I don't know how far back you want to go. Um, but this, this conversation of standing and kneeling and the whole issue of, of and of course, it, the narrative got changed, which is why people don't understand why Alan Kaepernick got this award because they forgot that the narrative got changed. But if we remember the original protest and how, here it is, he's out of the football, has given him uh, almost a million dollars out of his pocket, unemployed, mind you, I'm not saying he's earned. 'cause he made some good money playing, but still gave a million dollars. He's give, he's lost his job. Um, um and yet over a year later, this is still one of the hottest topics. Even when things like, you know, you know, Trump brings up something and or you know, there's always something that comes up that'll take this off the front page for five minutes. Hang tight, hold your breath. It's coming back. So as a as a black man who lives in this country and, and I have to live this. JB has to live this. Train has to live this. K-Star, I know you don't have to live this, but I'm assuming, you know, I know a little bit about your past. I'm assuming you've got some sensitivity to this flight. Um To know that it is being discussed, to know that the owner of the Lions said, hey, I don't, I don't want you guys to kneel, but I'm willing to dig into my own pockets and give money to – Help support this cause To have Goodell say I really want you guys To stand But I understand we need to pay more attention To um, You know what's going on To have the NFL unite Against a president who thought That when you exercise your First amendment right you should be fired And have the entire NFL Unite against Him to say hold on Know your role and shut your mouth Okay, I mean, to me, it is the epitome of being able to say, now, do I wish he had done more? Absolutely. Do I wish he had been more vocal? Absolutely. But you know what? Sometimes things happen and people aren't ready. You know, Um, Rodney King. He wasn't ready. He could have been of the 20th century uh, 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 of the late 20th century. He could have been on, on a level because now you've got you, – you, we're, we're entering the age of Internet. We're entering the age of social media. We're not there yet, but it's coming. And Ronnie King could have been huge if he had any amount of the right people around him, the right management, the right support. Instead, he, you know, he was a waste. But he had it because he was beaten by 12 L.A. cops who then got off beating him mercifully and there were riots and he got up and said, please stop. You know, the famous, can't we all get along? He had a platform and he didn't use it. So sometimes people have the opportunity and they're just not ready. And maybe Conor Kaepernick's just not ready. Maybe he's just not, I don't know, but I do know that what he did do for the time that he did it. And we're 10 games, 10 weeks into the NFL season. And we're still talking about it. And for that reason, I say absolutely he deserves uh, kudos. And if GQ wants to give him citizen of the year, if Time Magazine wants to make him, you know, person of the year, they want to get whatever they want to do to recognize it, hey, I'm for it because you know why? It keeps the conversation going. Because this, hey, we're not taking this. You know what I'm saying? People of color in this country, we're not going to continue to sit here and be mistreated. We're not. And i I'm not going to keep being told that it's in my imagination and, and stop playing the race card because I will find somebody, I will go, and I will slap somebody in their mouth. We're not going to take this. So y'all better talk. <laughs> y'all better talk. And that's what he did. He opened up the door and got everybody. We weren't always agreeing, but everybody started talking about this issue now. And when I start seeing people, you know, I start people that aren't white, they send them and the say, man, y'all don't understand. This dude ain't, ain't against the flag, ain't against the country. He's against racism, and he's again. I'm seeing. I'm seeing this from white people. I'm saying, what? When K Star, who sits there and and loves Julian Assange and 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 Wikipedia, um, uh, WikiLeaks, and uh, Wikipedia too, and, and Donald Trump, and all that, and K Star posts and says, "I don't agree with Donald Trump meddling in the affairs of private businesses." Damn! All of this started, instigated, to decad- Ellis was one little brother with a big afro who said, I'm not going to stand. I'm going to sit and look at where we are over a year later. So I disagree with my brother. I disagree with K-Star. But, Train, you came through at the last minute, man. You, you kneeled for the, for, the, for the win at the tape. So you and I are on the same page. I, des- I think he deserves it. My only, my only wish would be that he does something with it. My only wish would be that um He uses his platform and continues to uh speak out against this level of oppression. That would be my only wish. All right. Good one. So we've got a lot going on in New York with Ben McAdoo. We've got Ben McAdoo at one in, uh I think they're one and nine uh or one and eight. Uh the, the the uh yeah they're one and eight. Giants are one and eight. The uh uh uh, 49ers one and nine just beat the Giants, and and the Browns I think they're zero and nine or zero and ten. And JB asked the question, which of these coaches should keep their job going in the next year? So JB, since you asked the question, I'm gonna let you answer it. Well,
0: um, Mcadoo's gone, so forget about that. So, really, I look down at, at Hugh Jackson in, in Cleveland and look at Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. And I, to me, I think it's an easy answer. I think it's Kyle Shanahan in, in San Francisco. You go back to the beginning when they hired him, they hired both he and Lynch basically with identical lengths of, of contracts. And it's not like San Francisco has been playing horrible. I mean, granted, yes, they are one and nine, but they have competed. And they've been in the majority of these games have just come up short. Plus they've got Garoppolo who is right now dubbed potentially the quarterback of the future for them. I guess the way the contract is structured, they can get out of that more sooner than later if they see that he's not, but they're moving towards the future. And I think that Kyle Shanahan will be back next year to help try and get them some more wins. Uh, Hugh Jackson, I'd like to see him come back again, but with a one and 24 record and you got a fan base that, that wants to get over this hump more sooner than later, um, I have my doubts. So I'm I'm saying Shanahan will be back, have the best chance of coming back between the three.
1: Okay. Uh Dr. Train. Yeah,
2: hey, I see I, I believe that one is pretty
6: much a no brainer to be Shanahan. I mean you you really just look at the contract. <laughs> that's 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 enough said. Just look at the contract. Um, But I will say, uh, as much as I like Hugh Jackson, man, I I don't know what it's going to take for the Browns. But they, they,
1: whew, gosh,
6: they are horrible at drafting. At least that's what it seems.
2: Okay. Um, So, so who's going to be back next year? (laughs) Kyle Shanahan. Is that what he said?
5: Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: All right. K-Star.
5: Yeah, Shaneahan's coming back, and he's got to come back. I mean, they also just traded for Jimmy Garoppolo in the middle of the season. He's probably not going to play this year. Well, I mean, I don't expect him to um, while he learns the playbook. So you kind of have to give him a year reprieve, especially like Train said with that contract they just gave him. Plus, the year before, they uh, had a one-and-done situation with, with Chip Kelly. So I don't know if the Niners want to keep going that route. That doesn't seem like to be a successful formula to me. Um, but Ben McAdoo, uh, Hugh Jackson, both need to be – well, the Hugh Jackson especially needs to be fired. Um, definitely there's an argument for McAdoo too, though they had a very good year last year. Uh, but Hugh Jackson has had no success. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but the Browns ran a QB sneak uh, right before half against the Lions on, their, on the Lions' two-yard line with 10 seconds left. with no timeouts left. Like, that was a good idea. And sure enough, what happened is he gets about a yard the quarterback does, and time runs out before half and they come away with nothing and It's just stuff like that uh that 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 perpetuates the browns just pure ineptitude as an organization um and and as a team on the field product and uh organizationally
2: so to me, this one's easy um has gone, Shanahan's not I'd give Hugh Jackson another year. Um, and mainly because who you going to get, I mean, I mean, fix, I I think, I think he's a good coach. I think that, um, the, the organization is dysfunctional and if he's willing to stick it out another year, give him another year because he ain't going nowhere. I mean, you know, Bill Parcells isn't coming out of retirement. Bill Belichick isn't coming back to Cleveland to take the job. Um, you know, (laughs) you know, I, I mean. You know, you're not going to get a big name fixer to come in there and fix it for you. You're not. Um, you know, and and yes, uh, McVeigh in LA, 31 years old. Oh, God bless him. But that's not normal. That's not normal to find a guy that that age. Um, you know, to come in and and do what he's done. That's not normal. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, Cleveland, give him another year. You know, um, but but. If I'm the ownership, I would certainly look at the infrastructure and figure out what we can do to strengthen it. There's absolutely—I mean, you missed—you missed AJ McCarron because you didn't make a phone call. Literally, that's what happened. You needed to make a call to the league by four four o'clock to inform them that the trade was happening, and it didn't happen. Now, maybe that's you, Jackson. Maybe maybe it's not. But I guarantee that'll never happen again. I guarantee that'll never happen again. So I think Cleveland, you know, as hapless as they are, as dysfunctional as they are, I don't see just going out and getting another, you know, coordinator somewhere and giving them the team and hoping and praying I'd I'd give you Jackson another year. And um, I'd look at the infrastructure and what we, what can we do to improve the infrastructure around him? Um, Certainly you're going to have another good draft pick. Um, Y'all need to go get a damn quarterback, please. And I'm not saying that because I care. I don't, but you know, and it's funny. It's funny because we sit here and do this show, and um, it is amazing how many times things happen on this show that I hear out there. Because I heard Max Cullerman, uh, I think it was yesterday, and he specifically said the most important thing on the NFL team is the head coach and the quarterback. Now I'm gonna tell you, I've never heard, I've never heard anybody else say that except us on this show. I've heard heard them say the quarterback was the most important thing, but I've never heard anybody. And we've had a philosophy here on the Madden Voice. For years, quarterback and head coach, quarterback and head coach, quarterback and head coach. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing it on first take. I'm like, oh, really? Hmm. Um, so y- y'all need to go get yourself a quarterback. That's really what you need. Y'all need some on-field leadership. Go get that quarterback and see what y'all can do. See if y'all can get a handful, handful, half a dozen wins next year. Turn it up. Hey, that's just that's how I feel. Now, that said, it wouldn't surprise me if he got fired. I think we can all agree. McAdoo's gone. And Shanahan isn't the, the very the, the uncertain one. Is going to be Hugh Jackson. That's the one that we're gonna we just gonna have to wait and see. Um,
5: yeah, did you guys see the KB sneak play? By the way, did anyone see that what happened? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Uh, yeah, I saw it. It's very brown. It's just very. It just. It just. It was bad. It was
1: bad. Yeah.
2: No, it was. Well, it, well, it,
5: it was.
1: It was. It was
2: you, you you almost thought you were watching like a high school football game. The, the quarterbacks yeah. need <laughs> play, and they they didn't get the ball. They didn't they didn't get it spiked in time to get one more play in before before the end of the half because mm-hmm. they just weren't organized. And it, it was like Train, you were watching a high Train, school. Did not it? wasn't even like you were watching an NFL
6: team. No, no, I, I, I missed so, that. But I, what I wanted, what I want real quick is what I wanted to add is that it looks really bad for the Browns that the two quarterbacks that they passed up on are now sitting at uh 15 and 3. <laughs> well, yeah, that's really year. bad.
5: The Browns are just cursed. Yeah, that looks, I mean I mean they do I don't themselves.
6: you got to pull you got to pull the trigger. I, I I just remember I remember before the draft and I'm reading all these articles about Chicago and one one dude, I can't remember his name, but he he wrote this article, and he literally says, like, look, if you don't have a quarterback, you need to throw everything you can at it until you get it. When you get that position locked in, you can kind of put everything else in place. Until that position is fixed, you're going to be one of those teams that pretty much, yeah, I, I got a strong defense. You know, I may have a strong running back, but it's not sustainable to win a championship, because you got to have good quarterback play at some point, and they just they they keep passing up on quarterbacks. They just keep passing well, them up. Let, let me let me piggyback off of you, Train, because I'm
0: looking at the roster and 53 man roster. They only have six players that have greater than five years of NFL experience, and one of them happens to be the punter. So it's an extremely young staff that they have, an extremely young roster. And then you go back to the quarterback position that you're saying, do we know, is, is Deshaun Kaiser washed out? Is, 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 we really don't know because what they should have done is gotten themselves a veteran quarterback. And instead of throwing him right into the fire, a young team lead, led by a young player with really not a ton of veterans on the team, and it, it's a culture where they don't understand how to win. And you need to have some type of understanding of how to win because you're going to be in close games. You've got to learn how to pull through them. And they, on their roster, they've got obviously Deshaun Kaiser, but they've got Kevin Hogan and Cody Kessler, two young guys that really don't know how to win at the NFL level because they haven't. And I, I, from what I heard early in the year, they had a chance to bring back well, Josh McCown, I think, the one that's with the Jets. But they want him to come back as, as a coach man, put him on the field so he can be at least a field general and, and be the bridge to, until Kaiser's ready to go. It's, it's, it's decisions like that that keep this franchise from getting to the next level because they keep shooting themselves in the foot doing stupid things. It's too young of a roster to not have any veteran leadership. And until they start to get some of that, it, it's going to continue to just recycle itself. And, and going back to the coach, I'd like to have Hugh Jackson come back just for continuity purposes because Cleveland has turnover at the head coaching level like nobody's business, and nobody seems to be able to get it right. I, I blame the ownership for the lack of preparation, the lack of their own leadership as a whole because it starts from the from the top down. And they've done a whole yeah. job in, in getting draft picks and doing something with it, and then constant turnover with quarterbacks and, and the roster. I, I yeah. just don't get it. I don't get what they're trying to do. The Browns' okay, problem let
2: me, let me, is out of control. But let me just say this though: it's not about. I don't completely disagree with the the statement of the you know, guy doesn't know how to win at an at NFL level. None of these guys that come in as rookies know how to win at NFL level yet. We've seen quarterbacks come in and have success because they're talented. It's about talent evaluation. It's not about having someone that can show them they don't know how to win. Dak didn't know how to win, and look at what he did. Jared Goff looked like crap last year, and look at what he's doing this year. Carson Wentz didn't play all that well last year. Look what he's doing this year. It's about evaluating the right talent, and I think that's where Cleveland has shown a weakness in his talent evaluation. And I don't know if it's, you know, the general manager, the head coach, the scouting department, I don't know what it is. Um, I think McCarron would have been – I think he's got some talent, and I think that would have been – a good pickup for him and then they screwed that up so they just got to get somebody in there that that they and I don't know about Kaiser you know I I I think the jury's still out on him I think he's getting a pass because the team absolutely sucks um but even on bad teams you can you can still sometimes see man this guy he's got something you know the team's not playing well I mean Troy Aikman came out and played on a 1-15 Dallas team and and battled, and people forget that he battled Steve Walsh, and people are like, who's that? Exactly, for the starting job um, in Dallas. And ended up, Jimmy finally said, I'm going for it. I watched the um, uh, football life of Roger Staubach today. Totally forgot that in his first year, he shared snaps with Craig Morton. I knew this, but I totally forgot. And then Tom Landry just said, you know what, to Craig Going with Roger, and the rest is history. So someone's got to have that eye to say this is the guy, or this is not the guy. I'm going to go get the guy, and I don't know that Cleveland has that. That, and, and now on that level, it makes me take half a step back on my Hugh Jackson support. But I agree with you, Jay. Continuity. I, and that's, you, you, you. You and I, now on there, you and I are on the same page. I think Cleveland needs a little continuity. You can't keep, you know, and that and that would be, and and I would say that for the 49ers too. I would say even Even if Shanahan didn't have royalty in his blood, John Lynch as a huge supporter and trending in the right direction, I'd say he deserves more time because gosh, look what you guys have gone through since you got rid of Harbaugh. You need some continuity. Um, I completely agree that Cleveland needs, these guys need to come in young team. They need to come in next season and see the same guy at the helm and feel like, okay, you know, let's, let's, let's go from here. You know, let's, let's, let's take what we've accomplished. It may not be much, but let's, Let's try to build on it the best way we can, and then the front office has got to help these guys out. You got to go out there and um, free agency, the draft, and you know you you have got to do a better job at evaluating skill positions. And I think that's where they're they're falling miserably over the last several years.
5: Just, just real quick, the problem I have with Hugh Jackson because I mean I watched the Browns, unfortunately, a lot being in their the same division is this dude that pulled Kaiser in and out of the lineup throughout the season. You know, it's tough to preach continuity when he himself isn't even abiding by that. And the guy he's replaced him with a couple times and Kevin Hogan is a second-year player. And so, actually, I do agree with J.B. The fact that they don't have any experience, especially the quarterback position at all, to uh, go to is pretty damning for these young guys because, I mean, uh, let's just think about it for a second. If you, at your job are working with people who are also very inexperienced and you just kind to of have to figure it out and rely solely on your on your manager. it's gonna to be tough. To to not have any people to really bounce ideas off of experienced ideas. That's just something that's tough to do and Cleveland, you know, doesn't have that this year. Kaiser has no one to really talk to. He's bouncing ideas with a second year player who's just as green as he is, damn near at the position. I mean, how Dak Prescott So, so no, who who did, did Jared who did Goff Hold on, hold on. Uh, Mark Sanchez. Who did Jared instance, Goff have to I'm bounce sorry. it off, though? Who did Jared uh, Goff have to sure bounce man. it off? Hold on. Let me, let me finish Carson? my point. Uh, let me finish my point. So, with when you look at Dak last year, at least he had uh, an experienced guy to talk to with, with Mark Sanchez. I mean, yeah, definitely has had a troubling career, but he also be, has yeah, a You know what?
2: <laughs> Mark Sanchez? Come on, man. You're going to say that Mark Sanchez? Mark Sanchez.
5: I if you had said Tony He's Romo, I would have said, well, okay. Tony Romo. Had- well, yeah, but my point is, yeah, yeah. I'm... Okay, even better, Tony Romo. I mean, the point is, though, that he had experienced quarterbacks over a lot of these younger guys. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had Brett Favre. Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, he had, don't me wrong, wasn't great, but he certainly had experience at the NFL level and Tommy Maddox. Like, most of these guys have someone at least to, you know, yep. uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, get some hey, some hey. of the back and forth with. If you're,
2: talent, if you're talented
5: and you're, you're you know, um,
2: Evaluated properly. Make, who did Andrew Luck have?
5: Wait, wait. Who did Andrew Luck Andrew have? Andrew Luck. A- Andrew Luck had came. Uh, in- had
1: Matt, Matt Hasselbeck.
5: Gemma. Yeah, yeah. Matt Hasselbeck. There we go. He had Matt Hasselbeck. Who? I mean, he had experienced quarterback. Really? Matt you Hasselbeck. Guys picking,
2: you guys are picking journeyman. You're picking journeyman he quarterbacks that have done almost. He
5: went to the Super nothing. Bowl. And it doesn't yeah, matter. 100 years ago. that these ago. guys have seen defenses, it doesn't matter how good they were. It's the fact that they've had experience and have seen all kinds of different ca- uh, coverages, defenses, and maybe they weren't able to able to perform in the football field, but at least they're there to support the guy who was young and can actually bounce ideas off of and talk about okay, some of these coverages. Cool. So I will teams. go back they to my original to question.
2: Player. Jared Goff, Jared Goff, who do he have? Carson Wentz, who did he have? Two of the better playing quarterbacks in the league right now. And who did they have? See that? See, you can't take the exception and then try to make it the norm. Sure, it it helps. It's nice. I'm not right going to say it it's the norm. nice. Well, I'm not. I'm saying I'm saying, I'm saying I'm saying Dak is really the exception because he came in as a fourth string quarterback, has, but but guess what? His talent level is what won him the starting job.
5: Yeah, but we've seen those. And then he was able, able to do the something that
2: no quarterback's ever done.
5: It's not just talent, though. It's, it's talent plus you have to have, you know, uh, uh, experience and on-field awareness. I mean, well, again, it's a lot harder to have do a playing with a bunch of people who are just as green as you.
2: Who? I'm giving you multiple names, and I'm telling you that that's not all. RG3, who did he have? Cam Newton. Who did he have? I mean, it, you don't always Can need a DeLome. veteran backup to show you the run. He who? He had Jake DeLome. Cam Newton did. Are you sure Jacoby on the team when Cam Newton? You may want to check your rosters there, pal. You may want to just double check your rosters. My point is, is it nice? Is it a benefit if you have if you're an Aaron Rodgers and you can sit because that's what the team's plan was a transition. Yes, absolutely. If the team knows, I can go. Out. The Giants have this guy Davis Webb and, and they drafted him thinking that maybe he could be the next But they haven't put him in Because Eli's got this streak going Is it nice? Yes But sometimes Situations don't allow for that Sometimes your quarterback is Jay Cutler And shits the bed And what are you going to do? Dan, <laughs> You're going to put Dan in Orlowski Mitchell Trubisky is, they got no damn choice
5: Dan Orlowski is, is the backup to Jerry Goff Who has plenty of experience in the NFL Dan
2: Orlovsky sucks
5: but it's not he's from UConn, one. he's terrible. It's not, it's, not
1: it's exactly point. the point. He's no,
5: it's not, it's
2: about
1: terrible experience. He's terrible. The behind you. Oh,
5: my goodness! He's like, guard, you don't get
2: it. Bitch. Experience right. No, you don't get it. You're talking, so no, no, anyone no, who puts no, no. on a jersey, he's It matters he's been a journeyman quarterback. He, I don't know that Dan Orlowski has ever been named a starter. He's come off the bench and started due to injury. I don't think he's ever been a starter. Like it's your team, go run with it in the NFL. He's terrible. So you can't you, you, these guys are coming in and they're talented and they're able to take teams and some of them have bumps and some of them
1: don't.
2: Jared Goff had some bumps last year, look at how this year. Carson Wentz had bumps last year, look how he's playing
5: this year. But it starts
1: with talent. Nick Foles. You've got Nick to have Foles the
5: up By the way, Nick Foles is a backup to Carson Wentz, also an experienced player. Okay. so you, 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 it, There's your example. I'm just I, saying. I,
2: I, in fact, I emphatically and completely disagree. If you say Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, but that was planned. That's why Aaron Rodgers sat on the bench for three years before they gave him the job, because that was the plan. Okay, And you're talking a Hall of Fame quarterback that, that the best to ever play, and Aaron Rodgers sat behind him. Fine. You're talking a journeyman quarterback who has accomplished nothing in this league and saying that his experience helps? Frankly, he's there as an insurance policy. The last thing they want him to do no, 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 we got this. Because if that
1: good,
2: he'd be starting himself. I mean, it makes no sense. He's good enough to advise a younger player on schemes and reading defenses and all that, but he can't go out there and do it himself. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah,
3: there are better coaches than zero. players. He's there, as, there are P players that are better
5: coaches. So I will say players. Look at Jason Garrett. Look at Marcus Lattimore. Why is he got a jersey on? He's better. No, no. Nah, nah, go it,
2: ahead, go it, ahead go put him ahead, on the coaches now. Is, this is He's absurd. So, is so absurd. I,
6: I, I just partly agree with K Star in the sense that, um, there are guys. Who you are right? T, they literally do suck when they get on the field in the heat of the moment to play the position. But for some reason, some of those guys—not all of them—I won't say every single one of them—some of those guys do help better on the sideline than they do on the field. They literally do. They just—they just better on the sideline. They just can't, they just can't play the, they
1: just—they
2: can't wait, play the position. Wait! 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 Okay, so I'm gonna take that statement. I'm gonna say we're sitting home on our couch. We're not on the sideline. We don't have a headset on. So just because the guy's on the roster doesn't necessarily mean by default he's been in the league ten years, this guy's a rookie. Oh, he's helping him. We don't know what's going on. We know he's on the no. he, he is on the roster for insurance, but we don't know
5: what's going on. Well,
6: no, I don't I don't say that. We don't I, I, I get my deduction. I get my deduction when I when I when I declare, when I think that that's what a guy is doing, I get that more just from reading several articles, from reading several articles of teams being bringing certain players in, and i would be like, oh, okay, that's why they brought that guy in. I wouldn't say that every single guy that certain that that picked this that's the clipboard holder as a backup is doing that.
2: I mean, Andrew only I mean, they say, I mean,
5: keeping I, it around. They're keeping I, it around the whole year to help Verset along the way, just as Pete Manning, when he was out for the whole year, they kept him on the sideline, too, to help along the way uh, with, with uh, Curtis Painter and whoever the hell else they had a quarterback. I mean, it's...
2: Okay, but these are starters who were injured, and of, that's a different It's like Romo helping Dak starter, and at some point, he was expected to come back and take back the team. That's not what we're talking about. We're not the talking about a starter right helping just, his backup help, while he holds help, down the quote. But that's not the same... case. star that's, that's not the same thing. Don't change the narrative. We're talking about a starting quarterback. The
5: purpose is the same Excuse me,
2: I'm going to finish my point because you're changing. No, it's not the same. It is not. You don't start (laughs) off the season that way. It's not the same thing. We're talking about a starter who's been in the team, and this is your team, and then you have a backup who's been in the league a number of years, and you're comparing it to a starter who gets injured, and then the backup takes over for four or five games.
5: Nope, hey, he was out the whole year before the year
2: because began. It's not his thing. And they
5: kept him around.
2: But no one knew. But they knew.
5: That they knew. No one they knew he was, you know, was out for the year. Year. No,
2: they didn't. know he could be out the whole year. No, they yes, didn't. Yes, he did. No. He kept getting second. Oh, my okay. God. Yes, he, they did. He kept getting second opinions. I wasn't sure. They didn't know. Just like they didn't know about luck until finally they yeah, figured they it didn't out. Know. out. Yeah, that they, they were going to know. Were, we know they knew. It's the same. They didn't. Know. Okay, well, see, your conjecture is not what's being reported. okay? And all I'm saying is – Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Look around the league. Trent, T, T, to look, to around, to the to me,
5: look me, around the league. Me, look me, around the league. Look around the league. What do quarterbacks they, do? They give them backup quarterbacks experience.
2: You're, you're, you're talking. My point is, first of all, uh, screw that other narrative because that's not what we were talking about. So the diversion isn't going to work. Focus on – Not a diversion. On starters that have experienced No, it's starters that have experienced Backups And your statement was
1: They're always going to help
2: the The the, the, uh, the starter I'm saying, not all the time If you have, under certain situations, maybe But If the starter doesn't have the talent It don't matter It don't matter Jared Goff has the talent Carson Wentz has the talent Kaiser, we don't know yet Right he now, I'm looking too good
1: for him. But,
2: well, he has talent. Seen it.
5: He has no one. He has no experience, though. He has no one to bounce those ideas off of. With no no mentor, zero, That's, none. That's a problem. Yeah.
6: I don't. I, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't agree. With, I don't so much agree with that in the sense that you know there have been players that have been in that position before. Your mentor, man, is your quarterback's coach. That's why you have a quarterback's coach. You know what I'm saying? That's why you have your that's why you have your receiver core that you, that you run with. You, you have offensive coordinator. That's why you have all, all those guys. So I don't completely necessarily agree with that. And the plan for Deshaun Kaiser really wasn't for him to be wasn't for him to play early. Like the people that they had ahead of him, they sucked just that bad. the, the only thing they, they had could Osweiler do is turn to Deshaun Kaiser. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they had Osweiler oh, and yeah, they and traded but, him. It, but 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 their tra- oh, The the Osweiler trade was not to make him the starter.
5: Trust me. <laughs> I, I know. I'm saying and That was I'm saying more helpful than it was
6: for anything. And, they
5: had and, other and guys any, ahead of him. So then, that
2: was the plan and, then. And any starting player on a sideline could help any other. You can get a wide receiver that's got experience that can help the quarterback. You can get a defensive guy who understands the game who can come over and say, "Hey, you know, I see, I see the defense they're playing. Let me let me tell you something." So there's there. It's a team game, but to give it, you know to just all of the emphasis to be that, well, it's the, you know, without a mentor. No, there have been players that have been developed with no mentor and they've been, and like I said, I just gave you one, Troy Aikman. There was no experienced quarterback on that team when Troy Aikman was drafted, none. And I think he turned out pretty good. And if you want, I'll come up with more, but I really don't feel the need to. My point is it is a team game. And there are times that you have someone that you can bounce ideas off of, and there's times that you don't. But if they don't have the talent, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
5: Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that. All right. No, I don't think anybody can. I mean, it, you you you're able,
0: Sometimes you're able to win games just based on talent alone. So if you don't have the talent, you're already behind the eight ball. I think in a perfect world, the luxury of having a backup quarterback. That knows the game, knows the ropes, knows that they're there as a bridge till the the the, the young quarterback is ready to go. That that would be ideal because you can learn on the fly from the per, the person that's in that position that's seen everything before. And and what I was trying to say is that that would have been perfect for them if they could get McCown to do it because he is a journeyman quarterback. He knows his role. He's seen everything. He doesn't have the kind of talent of an Aaron Rodgers, obviously, or a Tom Brady or a Brett Favre or Romo or Prescott, but he has seen it. And he can help someone, to T's point, with talent. That's that's where I was going with that. And and, and correct, going back to Aitman, he had, it was him and Walsh, and they ended up trading Walsh and was able to stoppile some picks and then get the defense, get the offense, and, and put some parts around them. But you're not always afforded the perfect world. And, and I think that's what's going on right now in Cleveland. They just don't have the perfect world to help develop Kaiser right now, and that's going to continue to be a problem until they can, until that can actually be done.
2: And I can and I can tell you this. You know, you, you mentioned um, Matt Sanchez um, or Mark Sanchez. Um, there are quarterbacks that you have on your roster just in case, and the last thing you want is them giving advice.
5: <laughs> so- Last
2: thing you want is some of their habits that are, that are concerning to rub off on, on your young, impressionable quarterback. And I would say that um, we've seen Mark Sanchez recently, and he looks terrible. Every time he gets in the game, he looks terrible. That's not so – I don't give a damn that he played 100 years ago in a championship, NFC championship AFC championship game. He ain't playing in them now. He's terrible. So he's an in insurance policy He is not a mentor I promise you that Romo, yeah, Romo was a mentor You know, Brett Favre, yeah, he was a mentor There are times that it is a mentor But there are a lot of times where that guy's just an insurance policy And I can I can all but assure you That the team is making sure that The input is limited That the coaching staff is the one that's grooming and working with him as, as train alluded to um, Last topic of the night Thursday night football Um let me see, let me just make sure. Yeah, that is the last topic. Thursday night football. Train, you wanted this one. Um, should it stay? Should it go? Train, what do you think?
6: Man, as much as I love watching football, um, I keep listening to listening to the players. And sometimes, um, when in our whole fantasy football world and our whole fan world, sometimes we forget that Um, you know, that those guys actually are, you know, they're they're out there putting everything out on the field, and it's a physical game. You know what I'm saying? I think as fans, we tend to forget that. And then if you've ever played any type of football yourself, (laughs) you know how long it takes your body to recover uh, before you're able to just truly give it anything close to 100%, like the very next game. I don't see anything wrong with just going back to Sunday and Monday night football. Uh, When I listen to the players and I'm hear them constantly saying, look, man, it is not easy to prepare for the next game. Besides getting a game plan together and making sure you understand the game plan, your body needs to be ready also. And, 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 the more I hear that, the more I'm just like, all right, really. So, the owners are the one who want it. the NFL got these really huge 450 million dollar contracts with these with these networks to to advertise this Thursday night football. Yet the product is constantly telling you, look, man, we're getting beat down, but we gotta, you know, we still gotta perform. I'm I'm all for letting it go. And on a personal note, it will actually free up a night in my week, cause man. Because I do love football, I got I got, I got. I got. I got to be. I can't just not watch the game at all or not pay attention. Like I got to hear something. I'd like to get a Thursday night back in my life. That would be pretty cool. And the wife said yes too. Okay.
2: I'm sure she did.
1: <laughs>
2: Thursday night football. Should it stay or should it go? I believe you guys have a game Thursday night.
1: Yeah,
5: I want it to stay because here's the thing. They also get 10 days rest after that game. And there definitely have been some players vocal against it, but I've seen some players actually uh, say that, you know, the 10-day rest is also huge too. It was like a miniature bye week. Um, so, you know, there's there's some give and take. And we've seen some really good um, games this year, actually on the Thursday night slate. The Rams-Niners game comes to mind. Uh, a couple weeks ago there was um, – I can't actually think of the game right now – uh, the Patriots uh, Buccaneers was entertaining. There've actually been some pretty entertaining games this year on, on Thursday night football. Um, and then, you know, of course, the question would be would become if they get rid of Thursday games, then, you know, theoretically, why should Thanksgiving games stay? And that's not a question I, I'm comfortable answering at all. That needs to stay, all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, ten days rest. I mean, that's a big that's that's a big time. Honestly, I, again, if teams plan right. Um, it's not ideal to, to get ready in a short week. But then again, you've heard teams complain also about playing Monday Night Football and being on a short week going into Sunday. So,
2: Okay. JB?
0: Uh, both Train, K-Star have great points. Um, Train's point, listening to the players, I, I agree with that portion of it. K-Star, I thought you were going to continue down the path that I was thinking, but I'll pick up there. There's two teams that we know year in and year out, always have a Thursday game, and that's on Thanksgiving. That's the Lions and the Cowboys. All the, the league really has done is extrapolate that out to include the rest of the league. So I would love to continue to see Thursday night football. I've heard before like shows like Mike and Mike and whatnot where you add in an extra bye week that they've done before to help the healing process and folks can, can get a little bit more time either before or after, what have you. But when you have the Lions and Cowboys each year on Thanksgiving hosting, and now you're just expanding that out to the rest of the league, I don't see a problem with that. i like to continue to see it.
2: Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm on the fence on this one because I love football, but I am sympathetic to injuries, um, particularly <laughs> it seems as though it's a recurring theme in, in the Cowboys um, uh, world where, um, you know, injuries seem to keep us from, you know, just getting to over the last few years, we've had very solid teams and, you know, Romo being hurt and, you know, Dez being hurt. And, and now we've got, you know, well, Zeke isn't hurt, but he's out, but Tyron Smith and Sean Lee and Dan Bailey. And, you know, it, it is a brutal game. If you watch these hits, it's a brutal game, you know, and, and, you know, you get a guy, you know, you look, Look at the game Dallas had on Sunday, 4 o'clock game, and, you know, against Atlanta where Dak Prescott got just, got just beat up. And you imagine him having to come back. Now he doesn't, but imagine having to come back on Thursday night and play again. Now he's young and he probably can do it, but I, I, I'm starting to lean towards just get rid of it, you know. Um, you know, Friday night they don't want to mess with because that's high school football. Saturday they don't want to mess with because it's college football. So you're forced with Sunday, Monday and then and then the only other day really um that has worked is Thursday because at least the teams get a little bit of time to recover and um but you know, I, I just think that I'm getting I'm getting a little tired of the and I, I guess it's anecdotal. I guess I would want it quantified. I wish we could go back to pre Thursday night and look at injury levels and then look at it post Thursday to see if it's if it's the same or worse, anecdotally it feels worse to me. But I don't. I can't. I have nothing other than just my gut that it's worse. Um, but yeah, that would be my research because it gets frustrating when you get yeah. You know when you get this time of the year and you're looking at you know now you're getting into the home stretch. You know they, you know everyone says okay Thanksgiving you really get a sense of where you are and look at the number of significant injuries around the NFL that we have and the impact. Now I get it. There's always injuries. But I, I'm just wondering, is it worse than it was? I think it is, but I can't prove that. And for that reason, um, I would say scrap it and let's just go back to the old days of Sunday and Monday night. Um, you, you know, you, you added your Sunday morning game. So now when, when we do the, the several weeks of London football, we've got a great four, day, four games. I mean, <laughs> you, know, um, you know, I remember very so clearly not of that of long ago day? to me in my world. Well, no, 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 because it's a special day. You keep Thanksgiving because it's just special. It's one time in the year, and it's tradition. So you don't get rid of that. But to do that every week, I think, you know, is rough, in my opinion. Um, But I I remember growing up watching football, and, you know, there was two games on Sunday, and there was Monday night. That was your football week, and that's it. There was no Sunday night football. There was no Thursday night football. The NFL has expanded. It's expanded revenues. Um, So guess what, guys? It ain't going anywhere (laughs) because – you know, the revenues are, are, are expanding because of it. And, you know, when you've got NBC, CBS, um, I mean, you think about it. All the major networks, ESPN, which owns ABC, right? So you have ESPN, NFL Network, uh, CBS, Fox, everyone showing NFL football now. So in order to have enough games to spread around, they've got to add a Sunday night football. They've got to add a Thursday night football. Or you don't have enough games to make it worth everybody's uh, while. But if, if it was up to me for injury sake and for the quality of the game, in case you are right on that one, there has been some good games on Thursday night because these guys are professionals. And hats off to them for still being able to play at a high level on Thursday nights. But man, and I, I would just, I'd like a body saved, man, for the weekend. You know, I would almost, I mean, it will never happen, but I would almost be like, you know, what's college got to do with me, you know? <laughs> have, a, have a couple of, you know, know you do, you know, after this, after uh, after it's over, Christmas time, right? There's usually a Saturday night game here and there. We get into the playoffs. College football's over, and they do Saturday games. So certainly, we watch football on Saturday when college isn't playing. So I mean, I'd be
5: cool with that. why not? I'd be cool with that.
2: I'd be cool with it too. We got everybody, everybody got DVRs. If you've got Alabama and Auburn, and you've got Dallas and Washington, tape one, watch the other. <laughs> you know, that's all. Yep. And when one's done, you go back and DVR and you watch the other one. And know. make the networks but, make that decision, which game they want more. So, But it, it, but it won't happen. They're not going to mess with college football. They're not going to no. mess with high school football. And I think Thursday night football is here to stay. Good topic, though, Train. Good topic. So, all right, guys. On that, uh, last, last words. And uh, let's start with K-Star. Last words.
5: Uh, yeah, looking forward to Steelers Titans on Thursday night. Titans are six and three, Steelers are seven and two, so it's definitely a big game. Um, and apparently, it's going to be the Sky Cam instituted for the entire game. I'm not sure how that's going to look, look or feel. Uh, but it's going to be a little bit different, but hopefully, the quality of the game is very good in spite of the change of the camera angle, I guess. But anyway, looking forward to Thursday Night Football, go Steelers!
2: All right. Uh JB last final thoughts
0: last final thoughts I'm going to tell you right now birthday present will be a, a Cowboys W I'll tell you that right now give it to me
2: <laughs> All right Oh that's right your birthday is uh Sunday right Yes sir yes sir On I don't Monday. have a calendar front of me, but your
4: birthday, oh, that's right, that's right, all right, um, hold on here, hold on here,
1: happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday,
2: All right. Well, all right. Happy all. birthday, JB. Um, and depending on when you get here, when you get home, home, um, major motion Wednesday night, Maryland's. I don't know if you remember how it was last year, but it was off the chain. So if you get here in yes, time, we can go celebrate <laughs> your birthday. Uh, can, yes, sir. I remember. <laughs> <celebrate>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about, I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm about to say. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I I I I got videos and I got I got I got social media not social media, but I got media of it. And uh all I know is I know you had a good time. That's all I remember. So hopefully you get home in time. And I wanna hear I'm too tired. You can sleep you can sleep all day Thursday. You know what I mean? I wanna hear you too tired. You get here in time. Hey man, let's roll. Um, well, I can't all right. sleep all day Thursday. Um, Thursday
0: Thanksgiving, so I can't
2: sleep then. Okay, you can sleep all day Friday. Alright, Doctor Train, final Please thoughts. Go.
6: The Floyd Chronicles.
2: Oh, stay so like trained, that. man. <laughs> uh, we, need, we need a dark web, the Madden Voice dark website. You know, they talk about the dark web. We need the Madden Voice dark web where we can share shit that no one else can see because I got some stuff.
1: I'm just saying. But,
2: anyway, but go ahead.
6: Well, I'm I'm glad T's going to take you out because you, you may need a uh, backup gift. Uh, for that Sunday game, <laughs> <laughs> this, this man. man this oh shit. damn! I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. Was that case? <laughs> <laughs> was that
2: case start talking? Was that case start talking? That sounds just like case. Sorry. <laughs> hey, let him let him
0: say Cam. Then we'll find out.
2: <laughs>
6: yeah. There you go. Hey. Well, look. I just hope John Fox don't throw no flags this Sunday. And, um, that's all I want. Just don't mm. don't throw any flags. Keep flag in your pocket. Mm. Let the refs do their job, no matter how poor it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we can score some points uh, this time. I will say, bright spot on the team, Duntrell Inman. We actually have a receiver that can catch the ball with his hands. It kind of looks pretty cool to see. Um, I know y'all are already used to that, but I'm not used to seeing that. You know, our quarterback throw a ball and the receiver actually uses his hands, not his arms. It's it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. So, hope we can get this win on Detroit, so I can go back to work. On Monday, and talk so much shit to this dude that I know is a Detroit fan. He's in security, but yeah, that would be that would be a nice gift. I don't care what the occasion is. I just want to be able to talk shit when I go back to work.
2: Hmm.
1: Mm. Okay. Okay.
2: Well, thank you, gentlemen. Um. So, um, next Tuesday night there will be no Madden voice. Um, uh, my daughter has a concert that night, and um. I was trying to figure it out. It's just its just easier to just say no show. But I will try to figure something out during the week since my brother will be home. Um, it could just be me and him if, if K-Star and Dr. Train are tied up with family. But they will certainly be invited to join us. But we're going to try to figure something out um, later in the week, you know, maybe that Friday or something, to do some kind of Mad Voice show. So stay tuned. But no, no show next Tuesday night. Um, you know, again, just, you know, uh, you know the daughter's gonna be singing so um and you know i i i hope that Jay gets his birthday present sunday night, um, and knowing Jay, I know there's other presents that he's gonna be getting to. we'll just leave that right there, but I hope he gets that present <laughs> Sunday night um, <laughs> yeah, um, but I hope he gets that present sunday night, you know and I'm not. I'm not gonna go off on a tangent but it, it, it's time you know good teams re- respond after adversity good teams do that and i know it's hard without Don lee without tyron well we don't know about tyron smith um uh dan bailey you know, you know ezekiel elliott i mean it's hard you're talking four pro bowlers you're talking guys that you you can make an argument for at each of their positions the best in the NFL. You can make an argument for. I mean, Dan Bailey's the most accurate kicker in NFL history. Okay, Sean Sean Lee. Frankly, you know, I mean, the only other guy to me that's in that discussion, and there's you know, Bobby Wagner's good, and this guy, but I think Luke Luke uh, Keekly is good. I think I think um, you know, I think people that see he's better. Uh, he he's probably got a, a healthier pass, so you could say that. But I don't think pound for pound. I don't he's any better. I think Sean Lee's as good as there is. Tyron Smith, as good as there is. Ezekiel uh, Elliott, as good as there is. And so it's very hard when you lose that level of talent at these key positions to recover. That said, you've got Dak Prescott. You've got Des. You've got Cole. You've got Jason Witten. You know, on defense, you've got Lawrence. You've got Irving. You know, you've, you've got Hitchens, who's been playing well. You know, there's some talent there, and the coaches have got to step up and put a scheme together that can get a win because it is a division game, as Jay said earlier. All bets are off. We know each other, right? So what are you going to do differently? What are you going to show them a little bit different? But do something. But don't sit there and let this team tee off on you like you did in Atlanta because I swear to God, after I get done going to Indianapolis and whooping up on K-Star, then I'm just going to go south and I'm going to head straight to Arlington, Texas, and I'm finding somebody because I've been there. I know how to get there now. I'm finding somebody. And we're going to have a problem. I want, oh, I, don't even want a, I don't want a moral victory. I've had enough of those. I've had enough. I want a victory. I want this to be the turning point of the season. I want down the road to look back and say, wow, remember that game against Atlanta? Wow, who would have thought that Dallas would be here now? Who would have thought they turned it around? And, oh, yeah, Sean Lee's healthy, and he's back. Tyron Smith is healthy, and he's back. Uh, Dan Bailey is healthy, and he's back. Ezekiel Elliott is off his suspension, and Dallas is in position to make something happen going into the postseason with a strong, healthy, young team. Wow, and it all started back after that whooping they took in Atlanta, and look how they turned it around. Wow, great job, guys. I want to be able to say that. I don't want to be able to say, well, you know, good luck, K-Star, in the playoffs, and me and Dr. Tran, we're going to sit here and, you know, see what happens. I don't want to say that. (laughs) I may be saying that to Dr. Just Dream. in is I can the I I don't want to say that. It's all right. I
3: can use the company. Yeah, bro. and I don't I want use the Hey, <laughs> kumbaya, hey, hands, hey
2: you are my brother. I know ain't gonna be no holding hands. Ain't gonna be no kumbaya. <laughs> I mean, ain't gonna be none of that. Ain't happening, bro. Ain't happening. Okay, ain't ha- happening. Trying and so, down. I want to see the couple <laughs> Nah, he just wants some love, and I ain't mad at him man. I ain't mad at him, but bruh, no. <laughs> I give you some love, I come see you. I come holler at you. I come to it's Cali. A Get a brew. You know? Or, or 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 water. I don't know, cause you you be every all the food I see you eating, man, it's like in you know it's, you know, running eight miles and be Mr. Los Angeles and all that. I'm like, damn, I need I need to follow your lead, but damn man wings are good, bruh <laughs> Just saying, mm, man. Um Anywho, anywho, let's go Cowboys. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to saddle it back up, man. I'm going to let it go. In case I swear to God, I, you better just delete my number come Sunday. Don't you text me?
5: <laughs> I ain't bullshit. Man. Don't you? Don't worry. Don't. That's a big game. That's a divisional game too. I ain't messing with you.
2: Divisional game Sunday night football.
5: Man, I was
2: hoping my brother would be in. Here in time, but it doesn't look doesn't look promising. So I'll be, I'll yeah, be here holding it down. Night game. Let's Go Sunday night football, man! National television, man! Big game, big game, big game. Let's go! So all right, so hey, that's all I got. Great show, guys. Appreciate it as always. Um, we'll be in touch about next week, but no worries. Um, we will definitely be back in two weeks. Um, and there'll be a lot to talk about by then because we will have we will we will really be you know now Thanksgiving will have. Have passed and we'll really be able to see, you know, who's what cream is rising to the top or or has risen to the top. And uh, it's a, it's a great, you know, putting my cowboy bias aside for a minute, man. Oh man, and both both conferences are looking strong, uh, especially the NFC. Man, there's a lot of teams that are still in contention, so um, be looking forward to it. So with that said, for Doctor Train, for JB, and for some guy out in Indianapolis, can't remember his name. Uh, thanks for tuning into the show, and uh, if we don't come on the if we don't come on the air before Thanksgiving uh, Well, let me first back up Happy Veterans Day, I know it was a few days ago But we didn't do a show, so happy Veterans Day And if we don't come on the air before Thanksgiving Have a great, happy Thanksgiving Enjoy your family, family, food, and football That's what Thanksgiving's all about So, I um, can't believe next week is Thanksgiving My God, it's it's amazing And then you got Black Friday And then, then we gear up for for uh, Christmas And then we gear up for the Super Bowl So, it's coming guys, enjoy So, for Dr. Tr- for K Star and for JB. Everybody have a great night and remember, listen to the mad voice because all fuse is settled on the field. Good night, everybody.